In the name of Jesus, amen. John chapter 2, verse 11. This, the first of the signs Jesus did in Cana of Galilee, and manifested his glory, and his disciples believed on him. I want to talk about devotion. Getting the doctrine of the gospel right in all its articles is the most important thing that you and I do. But immediately after that, and when we understand that doctrine of the gospel, a thoroughgoing devotional life is our highest duty. When I say devotional life, I have in mind three specific times and places. Sunday worship, our daily exercises here in chapel, morning and evening personal devotions, and then a fourth time of devotion every place and every time. Whatever we are doing, whatever we may present to other people, our inner orientation is toward God, praying without ceasing. I believe that a thoroughgoing devotional life is the highest duty that I have, and I hope you would agree with that for your life, because I have an encounter coming with God, the likes of which I have never had before. In the context immediately preceding the wedding at Canaan, Jesus says that you will see the angels of heaven ascending and descending on the Son of Man. An encounter is coming for you and for me of great glory. Now the perceived delay in this reappearing of Jesus easily makes us complacent, and I am often complacent about it myself. But the fact is that you and I believe that he has come, that he is coming to us now, and that he will come again. And so preparing to meet him then makes your and my devotional life of the utmost importance. The devotional life is of the utmost importance for us because in it we receive glimpses of glory. John 2.11 says this, the first of the signs Jesus did in Cana of Galilee, and he showed forth his glory. In a thoroughgoing devotional life, you and I get glimpses of glory. Uh, sometimes they are the glimpses of first article glory. The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament showeth his handiwork. But especially dear to you and to me as Lutherans are those glimpses of glory we get that we would classify in the second and the third articles. Those glimpses where we see that God is glorified in the exaltation of his Son, our Savior, on the cross. An exaltation that was prelude, the necessary prelude to resurrection and ascension. That's the great glory of God. Uh, not just his power, but that he used his power, even setting it aside, to save you and me. The devotional life, those times that I listed, those opportunities that we have to commune with God in the richest measure of the word commune, those are times when you and I are afforded these little glimpses of glory before the great manifestation that comes when the angels ascend and descend and he returns. The thoroughgoing devotional life is important. 
It is especially important to you and to me because being at the seminary and in ministry poses special uh, dangers to our spiritual health. It says Jesus manifested his glory. And the word glory, as you should know, is doxa. The word doxa in classical Greek means human opinion. Just human opinion. Well, something happened in the history of the word doxa, I do not know what, that when the translators of the Septuagint looked for a word to translate kavod, they chose doxa. Doxa in the New Testament, kavod in the Old, the manifestation of the glory of God. We get glimpses of that, and the great revelation is yet to come. But the Pharisees clung to their own doxi, their own opinions, their theological opinions. And so they were literally dead set against the manifestation of the glory of God in the person and the work of Jesus Christ. For you and for me, the seminary and the life and ministry is both opportunity and challenge. And we are so blessed that we are able to spend hours, days, weeks, months, years in the academic study of theology. But just as we love to do that, our hearts should yearn for times when the theological work is set aside and we are with our God because he is our Savior. We need the glimpses of his glory and nothing is more important when we come to that great manifestation. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Let him that thinketh he standeth take heed lest he fall. These things are written, that you might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you might have life in his name. These things are written that you. My fourth point about the duty of devotion is that it is corporate. These things are written that you might believe. That's a plural. So many times when we come across you in the Bible, it is actually a plural, not a singular, as our culture has conditioned us to believe. Jesus did this beginning of signs in Cana of Galilee, manifested his glory, and his disciples, plural, believed on him. A thoroughgoing devotional life Uh, is a reminder that we are all in this together. When I am having my own individual devotion with no one near me, I am reminded of you and of my duty toward you to be patient, to be forbearing, to uh, get to know you, to listen to you, to hear your heart, uh, to be forgiving, to show love toward individuals, and to pray in those individual times for you as individuals. I hope you do the same. There is a corporate dimension, realization, even when we have these individual private times of devotion. And then the corporate nature of the thoroughgoing devotional life is demonstrated on Sundays in our congregations and here when we come to chapel. Because here our mere presence edifies one another. Here we come with whatever struggles are going on in our life, and we are reminded that we are not on this pilgrimage alone. There are many other people journeying with us toward that heavenly temple. That's why the uh, regular 
absence of some students and some staff and some faculty is a personal grief to me and I hope to you. We are all in this together. The devotional life is about us as a community of Christ at this place. Well, there is much more that could be said, and I will not take the time to do that now. Much more that could be said about the thorough, the great importance of a thoroughgoing devotional life. And some of those headings would include the fact that generations before us have laid this on us. Now, they had learned through the course of their lives how important this is, and we should, in fourth commandment fashion, take what they say to heart. Thoroughgoing devotional life is important because this is at the very heart of the Old Testament sabbatical system. And living in especially the light of the New Testament, we know that these times of devotion give us a peace which the world cannot give. In times of devotion, the Savior says to you, and he says to me, and he says to all of us together, let not your hearts be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe in me. A thoroughgoing devotional life also, and this may seem strange, seems very strange to our work-oriented, cultural, conditioned minds, but a thoroughgoing devotional life actually makes you more productive in what you have to do. And you can check Psalm 92 out on that one, Psalm 92. I hope for those of us who are here for many years, and also and perhaps most especially for those of us, you who only spend some years here and then will go out into this job of ministry, I sincerely hope and it is my prayer that your time at this seminary and on this campus and participating in the various offerings for the spiritual life that we offer I pray and hope that that will deepen your own personal devotional life so that God will be able to sustain you in the rigors of ministry and give you joy as you selflessly serve for him with an anticipation of that great glory that is to come. St. Peter said it so well. And in closing words later in St. John, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life.